Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Predator Podcast here in sunny Paris. But we wouldn't know because we're inside in a box in a warm room with a lot of lights and a lot of cameras. And Jack Allen Fresh. Woo! Woo! Hello, Emmy. Hi. Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm Fluke. I'm hosting the podcast today. We were supposed to have Hap. Hap is sick. Hap uh, wasn't on the show last night. You can kind of piece together when this was recorded, not when it's released, because of that. So it's just us two for a, for a quick chat. Yep. They didn't want to cancel everything, because really, what would have Hap added? That's true. <laughs> a little bit of white noise here. A little there. bit. <laughs> no. We, we can make that pass. We hope he gets better soon. But if you are... A familiar viewer, the first time that we sort of go through on this is the state of the play, where the sort of major leagues are at, and we're in the fun perspective now, where a lot of them have ended. There's only two, really, that still have things to be decided. There's obviously mm-hmm. more than that still going. So we'll start with a conversation about the teams that have found themselves at the top of the board already. NA, TSM, top there, Sonics, SSG, and Mirage to the major. Yeah, there's a couple of... A couple of funky ones in there from NA, yeah. NA, right? Like Mirage, they were, what, second bottom, stage one, two, and then they've got to the top four in stage three. They've had an absolute miracle run. They nearly threw it away as well. So NA was a, definitely a, a fun league. I love watching NA. You know, I know we, we dunk on them a lot. We do. We do dunk on them a lot. <laughs> um, and it is all in friendly banter. But what I will say is, like, even before the stage, I would have said, like, there's eight teams, probably, maybe seven, that you could take to a major and would be competitive and on their day could go really far in the major. Uh, those eight teams being all of the NA teams that have kind of somewhat done something in the past 18 months. Yep. And then Mirage, Parabellum and Beast Coast. Now Mirage have kind of broken out of that mold. They're now in the top four as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it was really good to see. I really enjoyed watching NA stage three, to be fair. Obviously, we do not get a couple of mainstays. Xset, OXG, Astralis, DZ are the four teams that, to be honest, with the years that they've had, it's, yeah, bit of a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dark Zero Australis both played out the final of Charlotte Major, right? Yep. You know, except they've been quarterfinals the last two majors. Oxygen, I, I feel like... Big changes. I, I, yeah, they had big changes, but I swear I've seen like the Oxygen or the Reciprocity call at every event I've ever watched. Yeah. They've been there, and it feels like this will be the first one that they won't. So, yeah, even, even with that, you know, the teams that are in are obviously you've got some world champion teams there in TSM and SSG. It's kind of like, I honestly, like I say, I love the region, but it was mental the past couple, of, the last couple of play days as to who was missing out and getting in. In terms of south of the border, Latin America, W7M, Liquid, FaZe, and Black Dragons, I believe are the four off the top of my head. Yep, they are. Obviously, they're playing Copa Elite 6 at the minute, at the time of recording. Um, so it's going on kind of sandwiched, well, the, the recording sandwiched around Copa Elite ah. 6 going on. Spoilers. Um, spoilers, yeah. I mean, look, it will probably be those four teams. It won't be, I don't think it'll be any of the Mexican or Sudamericano teams that go to the major. Um, but, and again, for those Brazilian teams, Black Dragons is it's a team that's been competitive throughout the full year, but never got into that Copa Elite 6, got into the top four of Brazil. They've made it, so 
presumably they will, and they won the first game in Copa Elite Six, so they will play up against W7M in a in a shootout to go, and then obviously whoever loses goes to the lower bracket. But even for those, it's like they've had this competitive team. They've got you know you might even if you see them, you know the org, but you might not know the names of some of the players on that roster. But then it will be really good to see essentially another brand new team from Latin America once we get to the major in Yenchping. And obviously, if we're going to talk about teams that we expected to see and won't see, Furia and Timon. Yeah, and it was it was somewhat disappointing um, for Furia especially, but I think the Team 1 story is an interesting one because obviously they had, you know, the, the changes. This obviously isn't Team 1 that won the Mexico Major. This is Team 1 that then most of the players left to go to Zero Zero Nation. Even Lagonis had kind of stayed and he was bringing that team, took them to a major for such a young team. Like, you pull all these players out of what was Serie B, the Challenger League of Latam. You pull them all in and you put them in the big time. Then they make a major. It's like, is Lagonis just working wonders? Obviously, then he got taken to Liquid. So for them, it was like, it was always going to be an uphill challenge. Just about missed out, but like, there's so much depth in Latam. As well. I, I look across <laughs> the world and I'm just like, there's so much depth in all there's these so teams. Yeah, <laughs> so much siege going on. There is obviously, as you said, there's a couple of other teams in the sort of mix in the bracket. Yep. Six Karma, which is an interesting one, because they are sitting currently around SI points. Yes. Roughly territory, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. The others from the region haven't quite been able to have the same impact or effect. Yeah. But if Six Karma suddenly finds a route through really shake things up they're the team that has the most upset potential because obviously the way that Copa Elite 6 works um, for any viewers that are not familiar right is that the four Brazilian teams go in the two Mexican teams and the two Sudamericano teams which is mainly usually Argentinian teams all go into the bracket but the four Brazilian teams cannot play each other so they play one of the the other regions and it works out a double elimination bracket until you've got the top four left. And those are the ones that go to the major. Six Karma are the team that every stage people talk about. This is the team that can upset yeah. a Brazilian team. This is the team that is consistently getting the SI points from their region. Um, and, you know, in a sense, there's a world where they could upset a team, go to a major, and then, you know, make SI. They're definitely the best hope from Mexico, well, and the Sudamericano as well. Yeah, and that, that's that sort of thing about it is... The way the SI point system and distribution works is if they get to a showing and they put a bit of a performance in on a major stage, suddenly from that point, added to the windfall of progression, they're, you know, as I said, they're the only team with a question mark potential mm -hmm. that has not been to a major. Yeah. Every other team has at least some major performance, some major points. But they do not gone to a major, I agree. Um, like I say, they've got the most potential, but they do play on LAN. They do. Obviously, when they play Copa Elite 6, they go and they play on LAN against these LATAM teams. So it's potentially even if they did end up at a major or a six invitational, you're potentially thinking they might have more experience than some of the teams that get there. You know, we're going to be, we talked about Mirage going to the major. We talked about, you know, those guys. They obviously they play on LAN, but it's a different kind of environment, I guess. But yeah, it's, I would love to see it. I genuinely would love to see it. APAC North are APAC, although at this point, at the time of recording, we haven't had the last play day. However, it doesn't actually matter at this point. We know the two teams that are locked in. Cyclops and Sandbox will be at the top. Unfortunately for Reject, they fall yeah. a little bit short, and Damon Kier fall even shorter. So much so, SI is no longer theirs. Yeah, SI no longer. They're going to have to go through open qualifiers more than likely. I think it was... We got it officially confirmed, but they're obviously at the time recording, there's one play they left. They play yep. for 
something like 0.1% of a chance if the <laughs> whole world just was... And even that chance would involve all of the Mexican and Sudamericano teams going through to the major from Copa Elite. So it's not happening. And I think, you know, Dan Wonkia, they they probably look to make a player change. I, I don't think it's, it's looking too good for them. Um, and then reject just so, so close. Nothing to be ashamed you of, right? Re- no, but you... I've like... I think we've all sort of fallen yeah. in love with Reject. Reject, you've sort of seen up and up and up and up, and oh, it's like it's like next <laughs> year we're gonna get some great Reject, and you really want to see that roster grow because it's, they're just fun. They're just fun to watch. But if you go back to March, right, the start of this year when they were getting stomped about by oh, absolutely everybody, like they've come on such a journey. Um, obviously, they made a player change here and there, but like the fact that they were even in a conversation and we're you know somewhat. I don't know if you can say disappointed, but somewhat disappointed this stage that they haven't made the major. It's like absolutely massive. Like they've done so well and they're so fun to watch as well. Just as like the added bonus is mm. they're great to watch and they've done so well. Apex South, we obviously have one team confirmed. Dire Wolves, a bit of a return of force. Two teams are up in the mix. Gaming, who had their most recent swing. Yeah. And then Fury, who we haven't. Wildcard, Elevate Knights and Tide. All out of it, and this is how the fight's going to break down. Gaming have to play Elevate, and Elevate, they were only just recently knocked out seven points. Fury have to play Tide, who are at the bottom of the board without a single point. Yeah, it's, I mean, the good thing for Gaming Gladiators is that they are one point in front, right? So they just need to match what Fury's result is. Um, they could even, you know, potentially with it going down to head, they might be okay. Um, so it's going to be a really good race. So Apex South, I've um, I made a real effort to to watch it. Not that I don't watch a lot of Siege already. Um, but, <laughs> you you co-stream yeah. everything. If you haven't just seen <laughs> Fresh from our shows, Fresh also co-streams pretty much every single game of Siege that exists. Yeah. Your ranked game, he's probably co-streaming it. Be yeah. ready for that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Bro, honestly, do you know whenever, just on a side note, you know whenever I finish a stream and raid a streamer? Yeah. We will essentially co-stream a streamer Yeah, that's streaming their ranked games, and then I will raid them if they get a kill or not. I'm really brutal. <laughs> like, if they don't get a kill, I'll just flick onto another channel and then raid somebody You're else. You're gone. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the clouds just open, there's a beam of light, and then it's like, nope. Yep, gone. Not good enough. Um, But yeah, I think for Apex itself, it's been, people have this connotation with Apex, and we see it in North as well, where... And don't get me wrong, it does go crazy. But I feel like people think that APAC is like this fully crazy region just across the board. Um, and that is true with some teams. Probably more in North with teams like Cyclops and Rejects and the Japanese teams. I think more for APAC South where they've got a mix of the Australians that try and play the old kind of almost NA way of playing. And then they've got some teams from, you know, Thailand and, and Taiwan and wherever else. Um it, there's some real difference in styles with APAC South, and it's been a really competitive season. It's been really enjoyable to watch. Obviously, there's only been seven teams in the league as well. So, like, literally, in most leagues, an overtime win, you're like, eh, it's an overtime win. In APAC South, that's like one point. It's just worth so much. So, you know, it's coming down to gaming Gladiators and Fury. They're the top, well, they're second and third, but they're on 11 and 10 points in the league. It's like, it's, it is genuinely so close. And I think... Just on Direwolves, obviously we're seeing Direwolves at another major. We saw them at Charlotte, yep. um, and they've got a they've got a new player called uh, Reaps from mainland China, and he is apparently like the next bowler, the next boy, next bowler um, coming out of Apex South. Yeah, that's what I've been told. And obviously, one of my good friends, Titan, is now coaching 
in Apex itself. Yep. So I've got a little bit more insight. But he said, seriously, he said, I don't, you know, Titan Next likes the up. gaming gladiators. He said, you know, obviously, we're hoping to get there ourselves. If we don't, watch out for Reaps. Like, he is next up. Can write that down. Reaps <laughs> next up. Reaps 96, according to Liquipedia. There we go. You assume year of birth? You would assume so. God, I'm old. <laughs> Fluke 91. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. EU. Yep. Bon anniversaire. French. Both teams locked in. The yep. only two at the point of recording. We obviously have one more Halloween play day. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is four teams now in that mix, in that space. Rogue, Eminem, Na'Vi, Heroic. Four teams below that. You may recognize the names. But it doesn't really matter because... All of the top six teams are playing each other in the final play day. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one for the final play day. Yeah. Because like we, we, the, the way the scheduling goes is we start it off with, um, we start off with Secret CC9, then we get the three games that matter, and then we finish the entire stage off with Outsiders G2, which <laughs> is an offing game. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really have any sway. Because so. G2 also, they got the SI qualification based on the previous play day. They've... Playing for nothing because they're knocked out of finals now as well. Playing so. for nothing. Yeah. Um, I think for the French teams, I think both of the French teams have improved significantly. If you look back from even six months ago, you know, it's kind of six months ago, nine months ago, we're talking kind of SI at the start of this year, um, where BDS are expected to win. It obviously had a big kind of downfall for four or five months after that. Made the change to EFAC look great. I, I still don't think the final form, by the way. I, I think they're, they're still figuring stuff out. They're still clunky. But they've still rinsed through the league. Wolves, they look, they've only lost to BDS, right? And they look incredible on that front as well, where their team play is just something else. Like, I'll talk about it basically till the cows come home. And then we've got this big fight for third and yeah. fourth, right? Um, where it's kind of Rogue m 15, Navi Heroic on 13. But like you say, everybody plays each other. We've probably got a straight shoot out Rogue Heroic. and That's it. I mean, the, Rogue playing Heroic, there's a difference of two points between them already. Eminem having to go up against BDS... Navi having to go up against Wolves. Yeah. It's pick your poison. It, it's pick your method of death. None of these games are going to be easy. The highest stress is going to be the straight shootout. There's no two ways about that. But they're also playing for seeding. They're playing for this position, how they can lock in. Seeding didn't really matter for EU last time. Obviously, Rogue came in and won the whole thing off of fourth seed, if I recall. Fourth and yeah. third. It's one of the two. Eminem might have been fourth, actually. Either way, Wolves were in the first, and then they were... Not really first out of the EU teams. They were sending the rafters watching. So you hope we get an international Wolves. I hope so. And I mean, I at the after party of Berlin because you know we we have fun. At we the have parties. we have fun. And we be, between all the dance offs and stuff that was going on, there was a lot of dance in the after party yeah. in Berlin. Um, I had a, I had a conversation with both Helby and Laloon, Um and I think Bibi was there. I want to say as well. Um, and it was just they were they were just talking about that project and and I think there's a lot of this is just a more general point about Seed right there's a lot of like short term viewpoints about teams they don't like people don't consider teams as long term projects if you look at when Wolves picked up this roster that roster and you know when I introduced them would have been this is the roster that's like on the precipice of making top four this is a roster that definitely has the quality to jump into that top four but isn't consistent enough to do it. When I first came into the analyst desk for EULA at North, I said, this is the also-rans team. This is where they're just that mid-table team. You can rely on them. They might sneak into fourth. They might go to a major. And they did. That was back when they were with Vitality. And you look at them now, they've gone to every major. They're probably going to end up in first place in EUL. 
like the progression of that team, they will they're confirmed to SI, like the progression of that team to become from the fifth, sixth place team to actually really go and establish themselves as Wolves will get top four. It's a question of which place they finish. They will go to the international events and the big test is now at international events. That's like, I don't think they get enough praise for that because there's like so much progress they've made as a team um, to actually become one of the best teams in the league. Um, and like I say, they're still learning on the international side, but I think I have really, really high hopes for them going into Yunchipping. It's the really strange thing as well, to sort of phrase it from the perspective of the global stages, they're the second rated on the global standings. Yeah. They could potentially, I think, depending on the result at this major, overtake DZ. If yeah. Now that DZ aren't going and Wolves are, I can't quite remember the entire difference of SI points between the pair of them. Obviously, DZ got a lot from winning a major. Yeah. It definitely helps. Um, but Wolves, they sit between two NA teams. DZ and Astralis, either side of them. They've got a bit of a point difference between Rogue and, and G2, who have sort of had these slightly better showings on the international stage, but still not, you know, outside of Rogue's major win, not fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at that, like, if you look at Charlotte, and even speaking to the, the, the team in Charlotte, when they just signed with Wolves, Everything was a bonus, right? Because that's where they were at mentally. And then, obviously, they were disappointed with Berlin. They were. There was no kind of two ways about that. They thought they should have beaten Exit on the day and then gone on into that semi-final against Rogue. And, you know, who knows what would have happened because it would have been a familiar opponent. Um, and I think, you know, realistically, this is a team that is consistently in the top whatever, um, at, consistently at international events, and then has got into the top eight in the last one. I, I really do believe... Do I, do I stand here and say it? Because I think the last time that predictions were made pre-major on this podcast, <laughs> it went disastrously wrong. Um, is there a world where I see Wolves winning the entire thing? Yes, I think so. Because I think they've worked on their map pool. They've worked on the obvious pain points that have stopped them, the, the limiting factors. Um, and the, their underlying team play, their underlying kind of methodology and how they see the game, I think is like suited to the matter as well. It's just like, I feel like everything has and will align for Wolves for this major. Um, I oh, do I say it because I'm known as a bit of a rogue fan, but I think they'd potentially do better than Rogue if Rogue would qualify. Yeah, I guess it's the thing. The nature of Rogue is they had their run. People weren't really sure how to deal with them. the The gameplay it was fresh. There was Spoit obviously came in on a debut and then did that, which nobody's yeah. done before. And you sort of have this understanding of a team who. Maybe those games are ones that get guessed. They get sort of pieced together. There's however many times you can sort of say, you know, our game isn't built on prep or in terms of practice and scrims and deep things. They obviously have a lot of synergy playing together, yeah. but they go on from it from a different angle. They and how bulletproof is that? Yeah, is the question changes things, right? Like because if you look at Rogue Stage Two, that this team that is like they missed out on the major Stage One despite playing Go Siege. They've got this new up-and-coming kid. They've got this new style in Spoit. And their journey, they went on that. We've got the new style. We're not the team that everyone wants to beat. At the time, that was probably BDS, maybe G2. And then they had this kind of ability to save a load of maps. They played a load of clubhouse in stage two, limped into the major, and then had a massive map pull through the major that they were able to pull out. That game against Exet in their group, where they were able to just go, right, Villa's been our permaban for the last year. Let's play it, and we'll beat them on it because we're good at it. But we've not been showing it. Look at Rogue now stage three, and I think this is maybe why we're seeing some inconsistency, is that 
They're, they're the team, they're the champion team that everybody wants to be, right? Everybody raises their game when they play Rogue. Literally everybody, apart from, I think, BDS, when <laughs> Rogue's done BDS. But if you look at, you know, the Navis of the world, the M&Ms of the world, where they're just hanging in the game forever because they really want to beat the top team. So Rogue have got that to deal with. They've got the pressure of being the team. They've, they've not got the map pool that they can save. This kind of new play style is now somewhat known at this point because it's been three or four months. And I think those are the hurdles that Rogue have to get over. It's why we see most champion teams in Rainbow Six actually fall off. So I think the fact that Rogue are even still in the mix is a testament to them. Hopefully, you know, for Rogue, they do get there because they are obviously a quality outfit. But I think they're dealing with some new issues that they've not dealt with before, which I think is actually really kind of curious. And it makes you kind of think about, just as a tangent, the teams that have had sustained like success, you know, Dynasty teams, G2. Yep. Um, but, you know, even teams that was like Empire back in the day, FaZe have obviously been in a lot of finals and a lot of back end of the tournaments. How they dealt with that kind of, those issues for a prolonged period of time is actually really impressive. Talking of mm. new experiences, only for us two. Mm-hmm. And now we can talk about it at this point because the blog announcement has gone up. We're going to Canada! Montreal, SI, back in place bell. The return of the cold Canadian February. Prepare your jackets. All of these teams from hot, hot countries and all of the viewers that might find their way around. We've never been. I've been. Okay, we've never been on this side of the thing. No, never been on this side. No, you've been as a viewer, though. No, I I was on G2 when we went. Really? Yeah. I swear you were just a viewer. No? Well, yeah, because G2 got knocked out. Yeah. So... (laughs) That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. I mean, yeah, look, we, obviously I, I went, we did the group stages in the first part of playoffs um, when I was at G2 and then uh, we got knocked out and I never got to the main stage. <laughs> I did get on the analyst desk at the main stage because I took a picture on it beforehand. There you go. You know. Who, I, who I, would have believed your journey would lead you three years later? Here. Yeah. Well, we might not be working. Yeah, we might not. We I'm, might be fired. It's just a few months away. You never know what could happen. Yeah. Um, but... On the prospect of VR, we're going back to Canada. Is there... What are your warnings? It's very cold. It, yeah. it really is cold. I think there's a certain romance about it because it is so cold. It's why whenever... It's kind of hard to put this into words, but if you ask anybody from the community, what's the best event? It's SI. And they're like, but it's minus 26 degrees. Why would you want to go there? And there's just this certain romance of just the community, the siege, everything. Milos loves it. Yeah, I love it. I, I, as really? soon as I found out that it was Montreal, I was like, it, I just, I can't wait. And I, I, the only thing I will say is don't share a taxi with Doki. <laughs> because when, okay. we, when we arrived in Montreal, we, we got an Uber or a taxi uh, from the airport to the hotel. And Doki threw up <laughs> in, oh. in the Uber. So I've just thrown Doki under the bus there. Um, Doki, the Doki first time up. that we went to SI20. Um, but yeah, I think it's obviously very cold. So the, that's a bit of a, a difficulty um, in terms of how cold it is. It, it's something to get used to. Um, and obviously, Place Bell is... It, it, there's a real special feel with the crowd because you've got the commentators and the analysts inside the crowd. Because it's literally, I think Place Bell is like a hockey arena, right? Um, so it's just one half of it. So you've got a kind of bowl seating arrangement. 
and then the floor where the players play on, which would be like the the rink or the pitch or whatever. Um, and then the analyst desk in the middle and the casters next to it as well. Um, and that is like, it just creates such a special kind of feeling when you're inside of the crowd and, you know, the casters get hype for it because obviously they can feel, you can literally feel the crowd energy because you're inside of it, right? Um, I assume it'll be the same setup. I'm not just, you know, leaving. We're just guessing. That's what it was like in SI20. Um, obviously the siege is the best siege. There's so You, you hope. It, yeah, it's... Oh, but there's an energy. So there's an energy. Yeah, there is. It's the heart of Siege. It's, it's the yeah. birthplace. You get to have a lot of the devs there. There's things that are sort of listed in amongst the tickets that we'll get into in yep. a second where there's people from all walks of life. And that was the whole thing mm-hmm. pre-COVID in the world that was they would celebrate and started the process of celebrating yep. those in the community. There was, you know, the rewards for uh, Macy J. There yep. was... I'm, I'm trying to remember it now. It's been so many years ago. CCS got one, I think. CCS got one, Rob yeah. Walker. Yeah, Rob Walker, yeah. Um, there was one for, I don't know if... There's an artist. I can't remember her name. Yeah, and a cosplayer. Did yeah. amazing Zafia. The cosplay community. Yeah. Cosplay community, yeah, SI. Amazing. And then there was one more, and I can't remember if they were in charge of the Reddit and led that fan side, or they were the mm-hmm. head of CCG and led that fan side. Uh, no, Spencer got one, right? From yeah. CGG, yeah. Was that that year? I don't remember. <laughs> it's all so blurry. COVID is anything good, but... It, it's not just about the competition as well, right? It's about yeah, yeah, the community. Yeah. So, like, obviously when I was there, there was expos in the kind of the the concourse of Playspell. Um, and I guess if, you, if you're if you looking for more... I, I, and we also had a community meetup as well, right? So there was a community meetup at, like, an Irish pub in the centre of Montreal. Were, I've had stories. Yeah, there's there's a few stories. I've had stories. Um, Maybe not for this podcast. <laughs> but you've got community, you've got devs that came along. Mm-hmm. The whole of the wildcard team was there at SI20. Like the team, the players that were there, the G2 players there. Obviously, I, I was there. Um, and it was just, it was unreal because you've got like two, I think it was like 200 people just descended on this bar in Montreal that would have, otherwise would have just been quiet on a Thursday. Um and it's that side of things, right? It's not just the competition. The competition, to an extent, for SI takes a back seat. Even though the competition was great, don't get me wrong. But the community meetups, the fan meetups, you get people from like all over the world that are potentially meeting each other for the first time that just stay in an Airbnb and then go to SI together and uh, meet each other for the first time. And then I guess if you want a final tip for anybody that's thinking about going to attend, one, absolutely do, because it's the best event. But two, the public transport in Canada is pretty good. So you can get from the center of Montreal to Laval very easily. Um, so you could also you, you don't have to stay near near Placebell. Yeah, it's you can go it, in the center and just transport. You're going there for more than just siege, but siege is the reason that you're going there. Yeah, it's it's a part of a city. And in terms of meeting people, in terms of that as well, there's two different tickets uh, that you can sort of get yourself into the elite pass. Um, does give you fast pass. I'm curious about this. Q&As and signings. Yeah. Signings you used to? Yeah. Okay. Not many signings. Mm-hmm. Signed many strangers. What's the strangest thing you've signed? Um, I signed someone's nipple. Nice. That was at SI20. That was with G2 though. So like we've, when it was with G2 because they were the current world champions. They were the cool kids. They were the, they cool, were the cool kids. kids. Like I was sandwiched between Fabian and Pengu, right? So yeah. Like I was just, I was the tagger. I mean, you also had this when we did... Um, Berlin. Berlin, you had a Pengu the signing thing. Yeah, I was working with Pengu. Yeah. yeah, but it's still, it's like if, if I'm doing a signing and I've got Pengu on one side and I've got Parker on the other. Yeah. You're like, this is the worst place to set. <laughs> Literally. 
Oh, honestly, the things that you sign, you've signed like, I've signed a PC case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Chanka helmet. That's a Chanka helmet I've signed twice. Nice. You know, the the the, the person that's got yeah. that. Um, what else have I signed? Signed people. Um, yeah. Skateboard. Signed a skateboard once. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm trying to think. I signed um, a bottle of wet wipes. <laughs> uh, I, uh, a guy was going to the show and realized he'd forgotten to bring anything to be signed. Right. So, what wipes? Into the nearest boots, into the nearest shop, grabbed it. Nice. Done. That's, I guess that's my challenge for anybody that's coming to us. Yeah, if, if you're Bring something to, random. Bring something weird. If you, if you can bring, that is allowed in the venue. Yeah. And isn't going to make us go, Ugh. you know, that fight, you don't want us to go, okay. <laughs> like, then we're just not going to sign it. But if it's like, whoa, then then we'll sign it. Then, then we'll get it signed. There's Q and A's. There's yeah. theoretically Q and A's. I'm really curious. We have no idea who or what this is. Whether it's devs, whether it's us, teams, teams. What would you ask? What would you ask a team? You're sat in the room. You've walked up to the microphone. Who's the, who's the team? Hello. <laughs> uh, you, the team. Uh, I, oh, let's 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 go down the, the top couple. Uh, you got DZ up there, number one seed for SI currently. Ooh, what would I ask DZ? I don't know what I would ask DZ. That, that's a really bad... That's answer. a bad question. That's a bad first. We can go with Wolves if that helps. Who would you ask? What would you ask Wolves? Oh, uh, no, because the, the thing is for me is I get really geeky. Because I'd want to know about the... But that's what it's for. Their counter-strap. That's what it's for. Their, their counter-strap theory and how they think about the game and their analysis and their yeah. spreadsheets. But then they're also going to give a really generic answer because they don't want to talk about that. No, it's like Nello. When Milos asks Nello a question, Nello goes... I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would want to know from Wolves. You know, have you seen them on the timeouts where they're doing the running thing? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to know what music they're playing and who's invented this and why they're doing that. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I want to see you do it on the it's main kind of the same as Rogue doing the punch at the camera, yeah. right? It just takes you... Well, Rogue are also doing this. What's that? They were doing... They were like washing their hands in the game versus Wolves. Oh, right, why? I don't know. I didn't ask. You can ask. Ask Leon. In the first... Watch the clip at the end of the first round and you see them start doing that and then Leon starts going like that and then they all start going like that and I'm not no idea why but then the rest of the game it sort of went away from them so yeah. they've probably there wasn't there wasn't too much more did you ever see like the the soccer was it soccer AM? I can't remember who did it where they would interview like Q&A with players and stuff like mm. who smells the most who's the best dressed yeah and loads of generic stuff like that like who's the worst singer out of yeah. talent who's the worst singer me yeah by far I like singing. But you don't stop singing. No, no, I know. I like doing it. Singing I'm just is confident. really bad at it. I hate when people tell you to stop singing. Yeah. I stand by you. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I must have been quite quite annoying in Berlin when I was creating a, great a lot of time. songs. Creating a lot of songs about Rogue, but yeah. it was fun. So. They, they won. Yeah. How do you know you're not the glue? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Tristan, I mean, if you're watching... <laughs> Precious the glue. I did message Leon last night. Obviously, <laughs> oh, really? obviously, Rogue lost to Secret last night. They did. Um, and they could have had the major tied up and done. And I did message Leon and I said, you would have qualified for the major already if you'd stuck to the bet and dyed your hair pink. And he said, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so. You never know the magic of it all. Uh, the way the tickets, if you haven't quite read the blog post, go read a blog post. It should have been released on Wednesday, the Wednesday, a couple of days in the past. I believe this is released for the weekend. Um, so go check it out because the earlier you buy the tickets, the cheaper they are. They also mm-hmm. come with skins, three-day passes, allowing you to sit in either the operator or the elite zone. 
and a squad bundle, or two squad bundles, if you get the more expensive elite fancy ticket. And they're in Canadian dollars. And they're in Canadian dollars, not in American dollars. They are in CAD. Yeah. CAD. It's apparently a real currency. Yeah. Canadians. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Either way, that's where SI is going to be. It's going to be finding itself back in Montreal. And back with a big audience, we have sort of had a growing amount of audiences. In terms of teams that are making it, 16 get locked in, and there's the open qualifiers that we'll find out around January and February. Within a couple of weeks, we'll know most of the team that gets locked for it because there's big chunks of question marks, and that includes, you know, Heroic sitting in Mm -hmm. 17th, Na'Vi is in 24th, TSM, Gaming Gladiators, Six Karma, 21st, SSG, who are sort of confirmed for the major itself, there's still so much that can be not only dictated and locked by the final couple of play days of teams that haven't quite made it to the major yet, because that goes all the way up to Eminem and 11th. They're, they're still not. It creates, like, substance. It creates um, more things than just what's happening at the major, right? Because we've got most of the major teams locked in. Yeah. Once Europe concludes next Monday, once Copa League 6 concludes effectively on Sunday, once the four teams are determined. Which is watch, watch this weekend, yep. that and finals. Absolutely. Um, once those are concluded, we will then know the scenarios just like we did in November Major Yavla last year, where it was, if Rogue get to the quarterfinals, they're, they're into SI and TSM wouldn't be. We probably will have some of those kind of scenarios maybe pertaining to like Heroic, for example, who might miss out, might finish fifth, sixth place in EUL and therefore be relying on major results that's completely out of their own hands yep. for SI. And it gives it gives the major a little bit more substance where Heroic are just like on a group game hoping that one random team from APAC beats one random team from LATAM so that that LATAM team doesn't go to quarterfinals and then therefore Heroic would go to SI or whatever the scenario is. It creates just so much more drama and suspense. I love like the November major for that. I think that's it as well as if you're looking at well, Elevate, they're 16th, they're on the precipice. They did not make the major. They yep. cannot pull any more points at this point other than watching and hoping for results to sort of fall into their favour. They can try and jump over wildcard with the game and, and see if they can get anything locked in there. I'm yep. not sure if they can jump Fury technically. I'm, I'm not entirely sure of the round difference off the top of my head. But them 16th as a question mark, SSG and 20th as a tick, three teams between them, you know, and and what, 19th, Direwolves, they're going to the major. They're, yep. They can leapfrog same region team and those the, those are the kind of teams that you're thinking about for SI that actually have a real shot going yeah. but it depends on November major performance Die Wolves SSG Gaming Gladiators you know even Six Karma should they manage to get themselves to the major that's the upset it's like they get themselves to the major they lock in 225 points plus whatever they get at the major they would be sticking themselves in and around the mix because I think the the bar is lower this year in terms of pure points that are needed to get to um, SI due to kind of inconsistency across the board in every region apart from really Europe. You know, NA has had this mad turbulent year where, you know, the bottom four from stage one are effectively the top four in stage three. So each team is getting less points from that league. Brazil's kind of similar where they're sending... I think there's only... From Brazil, there's probably only um, W7M that have actually kind of gone to every major. Yeah. Um, so from Brazil, it's kind of the same thing. I think Furia have gone to Pre- Furia as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for APAC North, we've seen it 
it's been turbulent. For Apex South, it's turbulent. Um, so what that means is when all these kind of inconsistencies on a team basis apply, the the point threshold that's needed is lower. So if six cameras sneak their way in and somehow get themselves out of groups, like I, I know I'm talking fairy tale land, but there's a there's a real world. Fairy tales have happened. Yeah, there's fairy a real world where they sneak themselves in and get to SI on points, which is. And it rewards consistency, right? It's also they... the, the, the shake-up in terms of things. If you're looking at the teams that are confirmed, the teams that are locked in currently mm-hmm. in the top eight, yep. only one of them is actually confirmed for the major. Two of them are question marks, and the other five are not going to the major. G2, OXG, Xset, Astralis, and DZ, none of them are going to be at the November Major. So they'll just be watching a game where their SI is locked at this point. There's no more siege for them to play. Mm-hmm. But with how seeding might work, with how piecing things together might work, they're just watching other teams sort of bat around. It's interesting, though, because if you look at those problems, those teams, they've all got problems as well that have <laughs> appeared in stage three, right? Look at Dark Zero, where this meta doesn't look like it suits them. They're no. very slow. We know that's how they won Charlotte. You know, they're very slow-structured in a slightly different meta, whereas this meta is a little bit more about aggression and problem-solving on the fly. Um, so, you know, they'll figure that out. I don't know if they'll make a change before SI, because obviously they've got the transfer window too. Astralis were always praised for their trade game that absolutely fell apart in Stage 3. I'm not going to keep going through the NA teams, but then look at G2. Yep. Obviously successive quarterfinals, and in Stage 3, G2 just... They look genuinely like five players that are playing ranked together. And it's the big worry because this is the last break of Siege. If you're off form now Mm. and you're not going to the major, you don't have that proper moment to teeth yourself at the toughest challenges to really Mm. get a drive in. Do you think that's something that... Because it's two months. It's a big gap of Siege time. It's more, right? It's like... uh, Well, yeah. December, December, January, two and a half. I think in November as well. It's a long time. It's it's a long time. Yeah, but that's a long time to work on your problems, right? And a transfer window. So mm. I, I genuinely, I don't know if we'll see those teams that are already locked in make transfers, but they've they've got the luxury of having a bit of time off now because we're at the back end of the stage. They could have one, two, you know, they can really, you know, if there's any teams that are thinking, oh, we're, you know, we're suffering from an intense schedule or whatever else, take a decent chunk of time off, watch a major you know, have a light schedule to bring it back in. And then you've still got two months. You've still got December and January to be working through that, obviously with holidays and whatever else going in. Um, but yeah, the, I think the curious thing for me is, will they make roster changes? You know, will Dark Zero, will G2, will Astralis, will Oxygen, will any of them make roster changes? Because there is a transfer window. So Spicy. And I think that's going to be a, you know, there the didn't used to be because of the, the panics rule. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to now. And, you know, it, they can only make a maximum of two, but even two, we've seen how two roster changes can just completely change a team. I mean, especially in Europe. You know, I'm starting to praise outsiders now after two roster changes. So, wow. Yeah. And who would have believed that would ever happen? Yeah. The way we, the way things change. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's about it. It's been a very... We were talking rankings. We're talking rosters, but it's mm. the period of the year. As you said, yeah. you know, we have two more play days that are very exciting on the grandest scheme for SI because of how exciting the November major is, because of how much it dictates what can happen for SI. Watch the Latin American finals this weekend. Watch EUL on Monday. APAC South. Has it happened? What day are we on? What day is it? Thursday. Thursday. It would have happened. Don't watch APAC South because it was yesterday. (laughs) But I hope you did watch APAC South. 
Um, but this is the exciting moment. And then November Major, because it's not just who wins the Major, but that big, ominous, looming, you know, knock of the door of SI rankings. It's yeah. here now. Yeah. There's no running. There's no next stage. to. There's no next stage. Spicy. And just a load of open qualifiers to go. And then just a load of open qualifiers with your coast stream, I assume. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wins SI? Who wins SI? <laughs> <laughs> Not to put all the pressure on you. Well, I've got to pick a team that's already qualified, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, theoretically, you could take a punt. I could take a punt. Demo chose CAG. They're, they're not locked in, but the Demo, 10th. Demo's a silly man. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think... Oh, who wins this high? FaZe. FaZe? Yeah. It's a really safe pick. It is a very safe I, pick. They, really they're safe. probably the, the odds on. Yeah. I, I They'll always be in the conversation, I think, with FaZe. If you want me to take a punt, I I genuinely believe in this Wolves project is going somewhere really good. Um, oh, uh, so, Wolves, if you wanted me to be really out there, Wolves will an SI. All right. And on that, I think it's time for us to wrap it up. It's been a wonderful chat. App, get better, and watch this. Um, because at least we're nice to you at the very end. Thank you very much, Fresh, for joining me. We will be back at some point soon. But otherwise, please be pleased to tune in. Latin America Finals this weekend. We have an interview with our wonderful observers coming out in a few days as well. So keep your ears and your eyes on for that. And yeah, it's been wonderful and see you soon. Thank you.